I am going to give you a list of animals, and I want you to name them in order of importance. Cat. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't given you the animals yet. Don't need it. Don't need the list. Nope. Evening. Wherever, whatever time. Depending on what what time you're listening. And the equinox and the the (laughs) other things. And in case I don't see you, good afternoon. No, we're not doing that. (laughs) That's the saddest movie ever. (laughs) Maybe not ever. Anyways, hi. It is your favorite podcast times. It is gear related, a peek under the hood of the automotive repair industry. I'm Heather Lee, your co host. And I'm your other co host, Benjamin Lee. Benjamin. Hmm. <laughs> so fancy. So, Benjamin. Yes. I think you need to finish a story you started us. A journey. Yes. The JJ Jeep journey. <laughs> well, if you're if you're listening to this podcast, we should probably mention first this is Part two. Yes, go back. If you haven't listened to part one, it's probably a good idea. I mean, you can do whatever you want. Right. We're not going to, we're not the boss of you. Want to jump in right here? That's fine. But uh, if you want to hear the background, there is a part one. So, and it's juicy. Yes, it is. There's cocktail napkins. So, there's reporters (laughs) and weird military people. Right. And some huge cavalry captain that can lift up vehicles so it's like a basic tuesday for most people (laughs) yeah so yes to so please to continue yeah um we of course are talking about the origin of jeep gp and we left off with a little teaser um we were talking about uh the end of end of world war ii and what is jeep going to do now because they've got a military jeep, but they they don't have any civilian cars. That was like so specific to this the the military needs for this war. It was built so specifically right. just for that. So it's yeah, like, I mean, this you can't just turn around and be like, oh, this is a great car for a teenager, you know? Like, okay. And this was a failing car company. They had diddly. They had bupkis, except <gasps> for this jeep, which can was you say diddly on a podcast? Sure. Okay. Uh, and, and for all intents and purposes, this was a perfect vehicle for the military. But is it going to be the perfect vehicle for civilians? Yeah, post-World War II military and civilians. Yeah, yeah. So first order of business is we, we got to get some copyrights. We got to get some, you know, some. They, they have patents on how to build this stuff, but they want to copyright that Jeep name. Because, of course, it was coined by a reporter. Right. But it still just means G. The letter G, letter P, general purpose vehicle. Right. We need to. We need we to need, copyright the yeah, capital J E E P. Right. We got to make it a thing. Should be easy, right? Oh no 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 no. Because of course, if you recall, Bantam helped design this vehicle. Mm-hmm. Ford helped put some uh, design so into this. Like, and uh, of course, so, nobody can play nice in the sandbox, right? Who owns this Jeep name? So Willie's goes to the Federal Trade Commission. And they're like, yeah, we want to uh, we want to copyright Jeep this. This is what we're going to do. And and Bantam's like. He's got his cocktail napkin. He's like sliding it yeah. over. J-E-E-P. Thanks. I, I determined this. Of course, 
uh, Bantam is really upset about this. But they're not the only ones either because Ford's got some stake into this. And there's also uh, another company called the Minneapolis Moline Tractor Company. What? They So they built this, this, what they call a UTX. And it was like this tractor thing that they built for for the modified and he called it a jeep so he's like i i got this this is this is my this is my name I, i'm using this well, oh excuse me simon <laughs> I, when did you use that name for your utx well get this though how are you getting jeep out of utx i'll tell you why uh-huh. i'll tell you exactly where he got it from he got it from eugene the jeep who was a character in a popeye uh popeye the sailor man popeye popeye sorry no no Popeye? Popeye. 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 (laughs) I'm sorry. I can't get over that you just called him Popeye. Is it it a dog who eats spinach? (laughs) Listen, you call it what you like. I call it what I like. I'm going to refer to it as the comic artist intended. Popeye. We're not talking about Popeye or Popeye. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about Eugene the Jeep. That's where he got it. That's where he called it. That's he called his UTX thing. Um, so in 1948, the, the Federal Trade Commission, this is what they're ruling, quote, the Jeep represented the result of the combined efforts of the Army and several manufacturers who participated in the project, including Ford, Bantam, Spicer, Willys, unquote, exactly. The bar so where you've they got, you've put got it all together. All of these contributors to their, like, you can't just copyright this name. No. He's like. Come on, it was so close. <laughs> so the war's over in, in, in like in nineteen forty-five. There's they've already started production uh Willie says of of the civilian Whoops. versions of the vehicles that they want to produce. And it as they're selling these and stamping the names on them and everything, it wasn't even until nineteen fifty that uh they issued the trademark to Willie's Overland. And it was basically because they they the US Patent Office, they they said, listen. If you can prove to us that you've been using this name for five years, then we'll we'll allow you to copyright it. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we've been building them and using it for five years. That's no problem. Mm. So they finally got the copyright in 1950. So stick to it, guys. Yeah. You'll get your way. <laughs> Interesting side note, though, about the, the patents. And um, so Ford had come up with a, a cheaper and better way to design the front grill for... Uh, the the military version of the Jeep during the war. Mm-hmm. And it was a one-piece, nine-slotted grill. So that was Ford's patent. Uh-oh. So Willys couldn't use it. So they basically cut out two of the slots and they redesigned a seven-slot grill, which is still the grill that they use oh. for the Jeeps today. Yeah, I felt like nine was too long, but... All right, good job. Interesting tidbit there. There you go. See, I, I'm telling you, there's no new ideas. We just... We just expand on what we've seen. <laughs> so we're at the end of the war. They uh, wait, 1950s, or did we go back? No, that, the 1950s, just when they got the patent. The patent, okay. Yeah. So yeah, we're going back to the end of the war. Okay. Uh, Willys had produced 368,000 jeeps. Uh, Whoa, by, by the that's end of the a war. lot of jeeps. Right, and these are all your military's version. Now, Willys didn't make their own bodies for these jeeps. They actually contracted that out. So they're like, okay, we've got a chassis. We've got everything. Um, 
the bodybuilders that, that make these bodies for car manufacturing companies, they're starting to shrink. There's not as many of them, and they're too preoccupied with building for the big names like Ford and General Motors. So Willys is like, crap, what are we going to do here? We can't, we don't have the stamping equipment to make our own bodies, and we can't get it. This is post-war. Materials are hard to come right. by. Everything's hard to come by, right? So the... Uh, <laughs> They actually found this appliance industry that was making like washers, dryers, things like that. They use stamping materials right, okay. to make that. And, and the, the engineers like, listen, they've got a six inch depth. So as long as you don't put any uh, too many curves in the bodies that you're, you're designing, we can use appliance stampers to make the materials Is for our cars. Is that why they're so squared off? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Jeep. Drive to work or do a load of laundry. <laughs> so the the MB, which was the military version of it, gets a new name, and it's the CJ2A, which CJ civilian Jeep. Uh, they get it revised for civ- the civilian life. Of course, they take off like the armor and stuff like that, and start putting in don't need the creature comforts and, and things like that. Right? Yeah, you're not going to be well shooting your neighbors that? unless they take your parking spot. I'll tell you all about Jeep's disease at some point in this. I'm, I'm telling you, <laughs> I will. So we've got our first vehicle. We're starting to produce it. Um, how the the masses are actually responding really well to it, but they can't produce enough of them because there's just not enough materials. They have to establish a, a chain of dealer networks, which they kind of already have through Willie's Overland, but it's not. So they're struggling a little bit. Uh, and in 1947, they came out with the Jeep station wagon. Now, this is the first all steel station wagon because a lot of the station wagons, well, all of the station wagons, do you remember the Woody, the panels? The Woody's, they yeah. They had carpenters Wasn't make that the, those uh, for the station wagons. The Griswold's family. Well, that's paneling. That's much different. Oh, no, okay. we're talking about actual wood. they actually had carpenters build these uh, station wagons with wooden all, all out of. What? That just seems. Well, it was expensive. Yes. They needed maintenance every year. So they designed with their stamping machine uh, out of their appliance <laughs> stamping machines. They designed this pretty square body, but it's all metal. So it's the first all steel station wagon, which made it cheaper. It made it uh, more durable, and you didn't have to, you know, you didn't have to fuss with it. Right. Um, they also did a Jeep pickup. They did a, uh, a delivery. I've seen some of those around recently. And I the, don't like them. And the big thing is mm-hmm. they had the four-wheel drive. Oh, yeah, because we got to go up a mountain. <laughs> yeah. I'm just telling you. Well, it's, I, I, it's we drive up it or we walk up it, so we are driving up it. I mean, you put four-wheel drive in a station wagon, and what do you have? If Nothing. You're stuck on something. You, it's too low, right? Well, no. What you have is you, essentially, you have the very first SUV oh, yeah, yeah. ever created. So, there you go. Way to go, Jeep. Good job, Jeep. <laughs> Your station wagon. Yeah. Um, so, they're still stamping these, still struggling to get started with this. In 1948... They came out with the Jeepster. Oh. So this was built on their... <laughs> a Jeep, but sporty. <laughs> right. That's exactly what it was. It was built on their, their wagon platform, but it was a Phaeton. Now, you probably don't know what a Phaeton is, right? I, ha- I, I barely know what a Phaeton is. Behold the blank look <laughs> yeah. on my face. <laughs> so it's, it's a convertible 
that doesn't have windows. <laughs> so those, those soft tops that, that had like the little zip up windows. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you have this sporty convertible, but I can't roll windows up and it sucks in the rain because I, I get wet. I was going to say, yeah. that's a very optimistic <laughs> right. vehicle. <laughs> Uh, it was and it, it was powered by their four cylinder because they're still using that uh, that Jeep motor, so it was underpowered. Didn't didn't do so well. Uh, the Jeepster, but because it's a Jeepster, it's going to tell you that it was the first one. <laughs> well, it wasn't the first Phaeton, but um, yeah, it was the first Jeepster. It was the first Jeepster. I listened to that band first. So. The four-wheel drive station wagon, that was actually a request by the federal government. They, they asked them to build this. And now this whole time, Jeep is still manufacturing the military versions of this for the military. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because they're, they're also supplying all the parts for all the, the vehicles that they've built for them. Didn't a lot of those go over to Korea and stuff? I'm sure you'll get there. I'll just zip it. These, these things are being produced everywhere. One of the things that Jeep did that was so brilliant was they put their Jeeps in almost every country you can think of. And they ended up getting some, a lot of international plants, which, uh, which I'll get into a little bit later, but um, South America, mm-hmm. uh, India, and other places Well, there's like nothing that. else really like it. No. It's, Except for the Geo Tracker. What? Just kidding. <laughs> I don't know if it's on the same level, but... <laughs> uh, no. Uh, in 1950, they come out with the CJ3 Alpha. That is their updated version. Um, and they got a much up, much more powerful updated, but still four cylinder engine called the Hurricane. Ooh, yeah, fancy that, right? That's when you do not want a soft top convertible. So Ward Canaday, he's kind of the the we'll call him the owner of Jeep at this point, or so Willie's Willie's or whatever. No, he was the uh, he was the engineer, okay. chief engineer. Um, in 1953, he did something really expected. He's like expected or unexpected. Un, sorry, unexpected. <laughs> I hate when people are like doing just what I thought yeah, they right. would. <laughs> he decides that you know what, I'm done. I'm gonna sell this. <gasps> so he sells Willys to Kaiser Motors. Now he sells it to the Germans. No, no, no. Kaiser, Kaiser Franz. It was uh, Kyle. Kaiser Franzen. It was not a German company. I know it's got it a German name, but I know German. it really does. But coincidence. Um, these guys were a small failing company. They they were not doing very well at all. And they thought, hey, our next move should be to buy yeah, more so stuff that we can ruin. Whole, <laughs> there's a whole theme to this. It's like whenever I'm in trouble, I'm going to buy another car so that I can get myself out of trouble. The whole thought process behind this is we think the Jeep's going to do really well because currently it's not doing all that well, but we can make it do well once everything gets back online. They purchase it for $60.8 million, uh, and they are hoping... Uh, uh, how do you afford that? I, I know, right? You go to the bank like, I know we're not doing so well. We're going to buy another that, car company. Can I have $68 million, $68 million pretty please? <laughs> Um, but that this was their big hope to save the Kaiser Motor Company. Mm-hmm. Um, so their goal is like we either use Jeep to save the Kaiser vehicles that we're building, and if we don't, we're just going to stop building them and be Jeep. Or okay, Kaiser Willys is what, what Kaiser now. It's, now Kaiser it's just Willys. getting silly. <laughs> um, 
1954, this is when they introdu introduced the CJ5. This is by far the most well-known Jeep out there. Um, this is the one they built for the longest. It's the civilian version of the M38 Alpha 1, which was the basically the best Jeep they had built at, up to that point for the military. military. Yeah. Um, anybody who follows Jeep or knows Jeep, this was the best, the CJ5, until they came out with the CJ7. But we'll get into that just in, in oh, a little boy. while. Kaiser Willys. <laughs> nope. Don't like it. In 61, they introduced the fleet van. Now they sold this. This was like basically, well, it's a van. Um, they got a contract with the post office. Oh. And I don't know if you know this, but you look around, a lot of postal vehicles are still Jeep looking, aren't they? They are. Never thought about that. Yeah. Um, that was a smart That's move. when they first got in bed with the, the post office. Don't talk about that in bed. But the same year is also when International... Uh, another big car company you may or may not have heard of introduces the Scout. Now, this is the first real competition for... Uh, that sounds familiar. The yeah. Scout. Yeah, you, you look at a picture of it. This is, like, up until this point, nobody is building anything remotely close to the CJ5 right. or what we're what I'm just going to effectively call the, the Jeep, Jeep, right? Yeah. You all know what I'm talking about when I say that. Y'all. Nobody's building anything like this until 1961. So that's what... 15 years? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they got the Scout to compete with, but let's be honest, you're competing against Jeep. How good are you going to do, Scout? I yeah. mean, does anybody remember international Scouts? Maybe not. They remember Jeeps, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, next year, 1962, this is when we get the Wagoneer and the, yes, and the, the Gladiator. Wagoneer. Yeah, you, you probably remember that one. Oh, one of my high school friends drove that around. You could fit a lot of kids in that thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the thing was huge. Um, and it had a couple of firsts. We should probably talk about this. The Wagoneer was the first four-door, four-wheel drive family wagon. It was the first to offer it with independent front suspension and the first four-wheel drive automatic transmission. Woo -woo. Yeah. Way to go, Wagoneer. Now, the Gladiator was like a pickup truck um, version of the same chassis, but instead of... Having like an enclosed family station right. wagon, you have a pickup truck. When you're mad, you just put your kids in the back. Now, in 1963, <laughs> this was the this was uh, a very sad year. This is the year. Well, it was very sad for a couple of reasons, but <laughs> for, well, in for this is a very sad year for Jeep enthusiasts, or uh, as you'll come to find out, this is when they dropped Willys from the name. Oh, in 1963, no. yeah, it became the Kaiser Jeep Corporation. Rude. <laughs> but that same year, Studebaker folds. More sad news. Jeep, on the other hand, was able to take over their manufacturing plant. The biggest problem with that we talked about just a few minutes ago was they can't make enough. They're struggling to become profitable, not because they can't find people to buy their Jeeps, but, but they can't make enough of them to get them to the dealerships so that people can buy them. It's a problem you'd like to have. Yeah, but it's, it's you still, when you're not making any money, it's, it's a problem you can't have for very long. Right. Um, 
The good thing about taking over the Studebaker thing is they they got the contract for the military trucks, the five ton trucks that Studebaker had. So that oh, that's the factory. More military stuff. Okay. In South Bend, yeah. All this time, uh, Jeep is Jeep is still um, getting contracts. Cranking them out, them. yeah. And this is what effectively keeps them afloat because two thirds of their profit that they make in a year is straight up from government contracts. They're okay. really struggling on the civilian side. And because they're struggling, in 69 and 70, AMC Motors. Now, do you know AMC Motors? They did the Gremlin. That's right. And the Pacer. Yes, they did. I Look know everything. Uh, AMC those are, Motors. Are, those are the ugliest cars. <laughs> Aren't they like worst cars? Yeah, but they also list? made the AMC AMX. And that was a cool car. Um, they buy Jeep because Jeep is just Jeep is struggling. AMC is struggling as well. I'm sorry. Jeep is like the island of Sicily. It just keeps getting conquered by other people. And this is... This is what is known as the curse. The Jeep curse. It's like a company buys it, can't make it profitable. Another company buys it, can't make it profitable. Yeah. But in the reality, it's it's almost... It's almost a little backwards because the companies that are buying Jeep are buying them to save their already failing company. Right, right. It's like poor Jeep is just like, okay. So so Kaiser, Kaiser Jeep decides, okay, we're done. And so sells it to AMC. They kind of saw so they kind of saw the writing on the wall because in 6970, Vietnam is is winding down. Right. And we've already done they, Korea. They know. That's in the 50s. Right. They know that two thirds of their profit comes from military. Uh, military contracts. Vietnam's wandering, uh, winding down. They're seeing the writing on the wall. Like we can't get the civilian side of our business profitable. Let's get out right now while we're while we've made mm -hmm. all the money from the um, the government side of it, and let somebody else take it. So. <laughs> That's kind of what their uh, thought process behind that. And Willie's is like, how dare you get rid of my name and then sell it? <laughs> right. So AMC is like, all right, we're in trouble. Let's see if Jeep can save us, much like Kaiser did. And to a point, I mean, Jeep really did save I want to see the, uh, I want to see the, the sketches for the Jeep gremlin, please. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, and the, the big problem is that uh, it's the, the passenger car market, and that's where they're struggling so much. They're having no problem selling the, the Wagoneer, um, the CJ5. Uh, the station wagon. Yeah, exactly. They okay. come out with the, with the CJ6. That doesn't do quite as well, but they're still making the CJ5 at that point. Um, and AMC, so they called, they called this basically a big mistake. <laughs> Because everybody, everybody in AMC is like, you guys are nuts. You shouldn't do that. You're already failing. You're buying a company that is only profitable for probably the next couple of years uh, with their government contracts. No, this is a terrible idea. But AMC, actually, what, what ended up happening is all of the Jeeps up to this point, they're still using the technology from the 50s that they've been ah. using. Like the engines and the... Because like, Kaiser... Believe it or not, they their business, they weren't an automotive company. They kind of got into automotive, and that was one of the other reasons they wanted out. They're like, you know what? Cars are just not our thing. I'm going to go be a barista. <laughs> but AMC, cars are very much their thing, and they're looking at these Jeeps like, my goodness gracious, you guys haven't updated this for squat. 
Was that a quote from the book? No. Okay. Just <laughs> that was that was all me. <laughs> so they start putting updated stuff on 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 these Jeeps, and they now have all of the AMC dealerships access to. So they've got Jeeps at all these AMC dealerships, along with the other Jeep dealerships. Oh, so wider distribution. Nice. Was it Jeep AMC or AMC Jeep? Why does that start to sound familiar? It was AMC Am I just Jeep. hallucinating? No, no, it was AMC Jeep. Did they start putting things like lava lamps in them because that could have just upped the price point a little bit? Uh, I don't think there was a, a lava lamp option, no, unfortunately. That was a missed opportunity. <laughs> but I'm sure they still kept the soup dispenser in the glove box. Yes. <laughs> um, so we've got. A wider range of dealerships, um, and also in 1973, they, a new technology arrived called QuadraTrack. <gasps> this is a big deal. This is a big deal because up until this point, four-wheel drive has always been another lever you got to pull. You got to lock the hubs in the front. So it's, it's a little intimidating for people that are not used to using four-wheel drive vehicles. So wait, you have to like stop, pull up the lever... Yep. Go out and lock all your hubs. Put it in neutral. Put it in four-wheel drive. Get out of the car. Go up to the front wheels. Lock the hubs in place. Get back in the vehicle. Now you can use your four-wheel drive. I mean, but it must have felt quite serious. Like, <laughs> we are doing we're, this We're going to conquer something. Exactly. This is happening. Okay. So QuadraTrack comes out, and this is your first all-wheel drive system. No levers. There's no levers. You don't have to push you know, any buttons. It's just four-wheel drive all the time. You don't have to worry about it. So this opens it up to all these other consumers that might have been a little bit hesitant to, to take on like a four-wheel drive vehicle. So, all right. And r- the year after that, the Cherokee is introduced. Oh, I have the best story about a Cherokee. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't even have to tell you how iconic that vehicle is. That thing was great. My dad got one and he was like, the first, I mean, he, I don't know why he's been a Jeep guy forever, but he's like, oh, this Cherokee, this will be mine. It was this white Cherokee. He was the only one in town. Granted, it was a smaller town in New Mexico, but he's driving that thing around. He's the only one with a white one. So I remember walking on the street somewhere with my friends and here comes a white Cherokee. I'm like, of course it's my dad. So I jump out in the middle of traffic, <laughs> flag him down. Not my dad. No. Scared the crap out of this lady though. Oh. And that's when I learned that people, other people have white can Cherokees. Have those cars, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, that's 1974, and we're there. Okay, still- I, it wasn't 1974 no. when I was doing this. That well, was later. Yeah, that's the first one that's ever introduced. Um, Man, he didn't buy that until like the 90s. Then, well, I mean, that just goes to show how iconic it is and how how long lasting it is because they're still making them today. Oh yeah, but they look way prettier. Well, and now they have the Grand Cherokee, yeah, right? The, oh, maybe that's what it was, a Grand. I don't remember, guys. It's 70, been at least seven years. So that's 74, 75, they come out with the Cherokee Chief. This was, mm. this was the one that just everybody wanted it. it a little racist, but okay. Yeah, I mean. I mean, the, every, well, you know. It was different time period. Different so time. We got to think of the lens. Yeah, put, put your, uh, your uh, historical lenses on. Okay. Um, and this, the Cherokee Chief, that was just, that thing was just selling like hotcakes. And again, they could not make enough of these. Okay. Um, late seventies, AMC, their passenger car division is just in, in a, 
it's just terrible. They they're just not doing well. Jeep, Except for Jeep. Park. Jeep is the only thing that's keeping, keeping them, them afloat. Uh, and they make the wise decision, like, look, why don't we, we can't make enough Jeeps, and we're making too many of our AMC cars that nobody wants. So they cut the production of some of their AMC cars and Smart. use those plants to start building more Jeeps. Duh. So now they're more readily available. Um, they've got a ton more out there now. Now, the problem comes here in the 80s, though. We have the fuel crisis where you remember. Yeah, I don't know if you ever remember the I scene. I do not picture. remember. Well, I was a little you remember, but for you, that. You, I'm sure you've seen the pictures of the people standing. Like uh, the lines rationing. were super long yeah, for yeah, the gas thing. Stuff like that. So, uh, you know, so there was some unrest in Iran. Uh, that you know caused this this whole. It, we won't go into that, but I can tell you that all of these jeeps they're We're not, not do, great. they're not great on fuel economy. No, uh, so you that's, just stuck with your pacer, man. Right. So in the eighties, they really start trying to revamp like the fuel economy for the jeeps, um, and sales are starting to slip. AMC is still in trouble. So what they get involved with Renault. Do you know Renault? That sounds familiar. Like the little French company? You got it. Yeah. It's a French Except car for it manufacturer. It's like Renault, right? It does. It's, it's, spe- spelled, it's spelled like Renault, but yeah. Ha ha. Ha ha. Uh, I think somebody will pr- pronounce it Renault um, or Renault, wherever you want to put the inflection. So Renault, Renault. 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 They, um, they want to they get into the American market. So they basically tell MC, like, listen. Let's get in bed together. We'll Can you sell- stop putting everybody in bed together? This is a family show. <laughs> they get in separate bunk cahoots. beds together. Ca- so, just say cahoots. Okay. They get into cahoots with each other. Reno <laughs> is saying, listen, we want to sell cars in America, um, and you can sell Jeeps in Europe. And they're like, great, Ooh, let's do this. Smart. Struggling, struggling. AMC wants to revamp their Jeep line. They need to turn things around. Uh, just the fuel economy adjustments, not enough. So they decide we're going to sell some of our stake into Renault to get some more money. So now Renault has 46% of the stake so cl- for Jeep. So much. Which is, the, which basically they own Jeep at this so, point. And they do those little baby cars. They need to do a baby Jeep. They actually talked about doing the Jeep. It was the, the JJ. The junior Jeep. Oh, the junior Jeep. The junior Jeep. So cute. And then they thought, we've already done that. It's called a Power Wheels. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they're they're struggling to turn this around. We start creeping towards the end of the 80s here. 1986. Now, this is is another sad, sad date for Jeep. This was the end of the CJ line. Uh Uh-oh. The thing that... You know, that iconic CJ5, CJ7, mm-hmm. um, that was it. They stopped like, making it. But worry not, because in 1987, they make basically the same thing, different platform, and it's now called the Wrangler. <gasps> the Wrangler. And that's how it took me to get to from the Wrangler. 1930 to the Wrangler. <laughs> <laughs> it's you can it's it's just a great name for a car for your jeans like it's the Wrangler. I'm gonna spoil it for you though. Oh no! Because <laughs> uh, the it had square headlamps. What? I know. 
Google, Just because the Google rest picture, of it is like Google a picture of the 1987 Wrangler, and this was this was the 80s. Everything was square. Um, I mean, and people were making T-shirts that basically said "Not my Jeep." <laughs> um, but uh, Chrysler had been eyeballing. Now Jeep Chrysler, I remember. Yeah, Chrysler okay. had been eyeballing Jeep for a while, um, and they're. Uh, they finally, in 87, they buy it. They dump the AMC name. They dump the square headlights because that's just dumb. <laughs> right. And that is how... But that's basically how we got to the Wrangler. Uh, and We I want, wrangled a lot to get yeah, to the Wrangler. Yeah. And I'm going to tie this all up in a little bow. Oh. I know I know. Chrysler made a lot more Jeeps, but really anybody... Oh, anybody the only thing that anybody cares about is the Wrangler, right? Right. In 2001. And the Cherokee. Right. In 2001, they introduce a Wrangler concept called the Willys. Aww. Homage. Homage. So that's it. That's what I have for you on my uh, my Jeep Origins. I, know I like it. It was a two-parter. I had to get through a lot of stuff. It was a lot. There was a lot there with Jeep. You had no idea when you peel back that curtain a little bit. Oh, huh? my goodness gracious. You know, there, and- Can you stop saying goodness gracious? Who are you? Are you my grandmother? <laughs> Oh dear! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sorry, it was my, very interesting. My brain is just melted after all, after all. All that. that Jeep, but yeah, very cool. All right, I'm going to give you the shortest, sweetest version of Jeep's disease. You can Google it. Basically, as you're bumping down the roads in your Jeep in the military, the, your lower back is just rubbing on that seat, and you can develop what's called a pilonidal abscess a pineapple abscess yep it's awful they're super painful they call it jeep's disease wow you can get it other ways absolutely some people just have them it's just i think it's i think it's interesting though that that, that that's how it actually came from that yeah yeah because there was just so much so much more something about the all the rocking and rolling on those bumpy roads good old jeep Good old Jeep. Well, that was a really fun origin story. I really enjoyed doing the yeah. research uh, for that. And and again, I want to just thank um, my biggest source uh, from the Patrick R. Foster from his book, Jeep, the History of America's Greatest Vehicle. I, I do recommend checking it out, especially yes. if you're a Jeep enthusiast. Everything you want to know about Jeeps is in that book. Everything. Yeah. You got another origin story you want to hear about? You got question? You got a weird fact. We want to know all of this. You got things that you want to not hear us say anymore, like goodness gracious, drop <laughs> us, drop us a line. Let us know. You Be know amazing. where to find us. Uh, contact at gearrelated.com, our website, gearrelated.com, of course. You can find us on Twitter. That's at Shown Auto, S-C-H-O-E-N. On the Facebooks and the uh, Instagrams, too. Like and subscribe. We'll see you next well, time. Well, n- oh. not the Instagrams, just the Facebooks. Okay. But yeah, you should like, you should subscribe. You should like and subscribe. You should review us if you, if you feel the need. Yeah. And you should have a great week. Yes, you should. Bye. Bye.